Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Rollin Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will discuss the Supreme Court's decision on the Nifla versus Becerra case and what it means for pregnancy centers and free speech. So, Rollin, as we've uh, talked about previously here on the CareCast podcast, uh, the, the last time we spoke about this, we were a few weeks away from a decision in the Supreme Court case of Nifla versus Becerra. And now we actually have a decision. The decision came down recently, mm-hmm. um, and it was a very positive decision uh, in favor of pro-life pregnancy centers and in favor, frankly, of free of free speech. Yay for us. Yes. We're going to speak freely about that. <laughs> we, are, we are about to enter into free speech about a free speech case. So, yes, right. worlds are colliding. But, yes, very good news. Um, and I think, you know, and we're going to kind of talk about what this actually means. Um, we don't want to sort of look at everything through, you know, rose-colored glasses. You know, we have to be realistic about these things, and they have implications for folks on both sides of the of the issue, frankly. And so, because free, free speech works both ways, right? Right, absolutely. Um, and so, but, you know, in, in brief, you know, California passed the Reproductive Fact Act a few years ago, requiring state licensed pregnancy centers to post signs on their premises indicating where their clients could get abortions and how they can access state support to pay for those abortions. So that was what the right. law right. in California was was requiring pregnancy centers to do. So folks in the pregnancy center movement led by NIFLA, the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates, uh, said that this was compelled speech, that the state was compelling them to deliver a message uh, that violated, you know, the purpose of their being, essentially. It was content-based, uh, right. compelled speech. Uh, so they uh, asked, called for an injunction for the state of California to basically suspend this law. Uh, they refused, and so it went to the Supreme Court. Uh, the Ninth, Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is, covers California, uh, denied Nifl's request for the injunction, uh, citing the so-called professional speech doctrine. So it went to the Supreme Court, um, and the Supreme Court, as we just found out, uh, rejected the Ninth Circuit's rationale and concluded that the sole basis on which the California Reproductive Fact Act was adopted failed to pass constitutional muster. So the law was considered by the majority, and the majority opinion was wrote, written by Justice Clar- Clarence Thomas. Uh, the, the law was considered to be uh, narrow and that it only applied to pro-life pregnancy centers. So right. They were the only ones. It was ones. crafted in a way to specific. It was a, it was yep. a rifle shot. Exactly. Just, just those folks yeah. had to comply. And it was also considered to be burdensome, yeah. that you had to post signs in as many as 13 languages and a large font. On your premises, there was even an argument that came up in the in the arguments uh, in the Supreme Court that if they were to have a, a billboard advertisement, right. that they would also have to post this notice on the billboard in 13 languages in large font. So if your billboard just said, you know, pregnant and scared, the entire rest of the billboard would have to be filled with this message that ran counter to what the purpose of the billboard was. Right, exactly. So, you know, so and they had to sort of. You know, essentially admit that yeah, that law, this law means that they would have to do that. So it was narrow and burdensome. Yeah. Um, and so really, you know, if the goal here was to ensure that, you know, and this is what the minority, right, uh, argued, um, which you know clearly the basis for the basis for the law, right, right, that the basis for the law was to ensure that low-income women in the state of California had access to this information, that they know that where where and how and how they can get abortions paid for by by the state. If that was really the purpose of the law, then 
entities other than pro-life pregnancy centers would exactly. have had to comply with the law, like private practices, yeah. uh, you know, community health centers, hospitals. I mean, there's, it, all it, kind, there's all kinds of places that you know offer pregnancy-related services. Yes. But again, it Wick. was <laughs> right, right. I mean, just all kinds of places. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, obviously, the majority opinion sort of revealed this this you know inconsistency and hypocrisy that you know this actually this law was really targeted just at pregnancy centers, um, and therefore was unconstitutional. Um, and so what does this mean, Roland? What what does this de- decision mean uh, for pregnancy centers, for the pro-life movement, and for, for free speech? Well, I, I think certainly for, for free speech, uh, it's, it's a fantastic um, win in that regard. And, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, our perspective is not free speech for me and not for thee. Absolutely. You know, our, our yeah. perspective is free speech for we. Yes. And we can debate things in the in the public square. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's unfortunate that folks on the other side of this issue didn't see how problematic this actually could have been for them, for them. Right. Because let's say that you have a state that is, you know, more pro-life in terms of its perspective. Mm-hmm. It could have had some compelled speech for abortion providers mm-hmm. right. uh, in, in that regard. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're so focused on trying to uh, take down pregnancy centers that they were willing to just sort of. Yeah, put themselves in a situation where where uh, you know they could be exposed in a way, and that's the reason why we're just delighted with the decision because it really affirms this notion of free speech and the importance of that and the centrality of free speech uh, for our country, and and particularly uh, this notion of not having compelled speech. I mean, that's really what this is about. Not for not only like like putting you in a situation where you have to say things that you that you you know, that you don't want to say, but also not putting you in a situation where you're limited from saying things that you do want to right, say. And, right. I, and I think when you particularly when you think about the billboards and some mm-hmm, of those things mm-hmm. and the font size, mm-hmm. really because of just how much you'd have to put on that you didn't want to say, you're actually being blocked from saying the thing that you do want to say, <laughs> right, exactly. which is pregnant, scared, and yeah. we can offer you compassion, hope and help right, uh, right, right. for your pregnancy decision. So mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways it, it's a fantastic yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, candidly, people People who really look at this uh, rationally, mm. not ideologically, would say, you know what, you're right. We really don't want a country where the state has the ability to do that. In fact, that's the reason why we have a constitution that actually protects the state, uh, protects us from the state being yeah. able to do that, because that's tendency what states want to do mm-hmm. is yeah. to uh, want to force people to say certain things or block people from saying certain things. Yeah, absolutely. So this will this will go back to California now, where now you know the Supreme Court has has essentially said that this is likely unconstitutional, um, and so the law will probably just have, it'll yeah. probably die. Um, we're, I don't anticipate that they're going to try to rewrite the law, because if they were to address the two issues with the law, right. it would basically defeat what their purpose was, which right. was to target pregnancy centers yep. and try to basically put them out of business, frankly, yeah. is what they were really trying to do. Yeah. There. Make Takes something a... so burdensome that they wouldn't be able to comply with it, and they would go out, you know, they would yeah. go out of business. Um, and so... Obviously, this is going to make it more difficult for other states to pass similar laws. Absolutely. And there um, were some that were brewing, yeah. Illinois, Hawaii. Yeah. And I think we beat back other ones at a lower level mm-hmm. yeah. uh, before they even made it to the Supreme Court over the years. One, yeah. and I think in Baltimore, I think there was one in Montgomery County, Maryland. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's been a, 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 a strategy mm-hmm. uh, that the folks on the other side have tried to use and employ multiple times yeah. in order yeah. to limit our speech. Yeah. So, so we're, we're definitely delighted with that, with that decision, um, and we will— you know, there's. Uh, I don't think this is completely over yet. No. Um There's obviously going to be other states that are going to, you know, take what the majority opinion said, 
and probably try to craft laws that'll sort of get around some of those things right. around the narrowness and the burdensome nature of, of, of things and uh, and try to get away with something that might just uh, be a little less uh, you know, threatening to to free speech mm-hmm. concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll continue to keep an eye on that and just uh, you know continue to pray and, and report back to folks here through the podcast and other means uh, what they can do to to continue to support you know fr- frankly to support free speech first and foremost, but obviously to to help support pro life pregnancy centers as well. Yeah, no, I agree, and, and we are thankful to God. We we're praying and certainly fasting and mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and and really just wanted to support that, and we're very appreciative for, of Nifla's leadership on this particular Absolutely. issue, Amazing. and yeah. uh, it was just. Uh, it was and also just, Alliance Defending Freedom. Oh, Alliance ADF Defending did a, Freedom. Did a great job. Yeah, yeah did, did a great job. And it just, it's just been a, a fantastic uh, coming together of folks uh, with a unique set of skills, particularly with ADF, uh, around an issue that's so critically important, uh, not just for the pregnancy center community, but for our nation in general. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it goes to the core of who we are as a nation. So we're very pleased with that. Indeed. All right, great. Well, thanks, Roland. We hope you enjoyed our discussion of the Supreme Court's Nifla versus Becerra decision. In next week's episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will talk about how the pending Supreme Court nomination will impact the pro-life movement and why we should be looking past Roe versus Wade now. <laughs>